0: microphones and headphones provided by cad audio cad audio expression through innovation
1: and this episode brought to you by studio.com that's studio s-u-d-i-o.com use the code mighty marvel for 15 percent off your entire purchase of some great bluetooth earbuds and wired earbuds for your mobile devices forgive the interruption but i believe this requires your attention Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair, Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a <big> plan. <laughs>
2: it's real, mighty Marvel geeks. That's
0: what we call ourselves. It's of really a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're. We're a time-bound.
2: Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel
1: with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. suit up. I'm bringing the party to you.
2: I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready.
1: Welcome to another episode of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. What's happening, fellas?
0: Ah, what Eric said.
1: (laughs) You guys don't hear me?
0: Oh, we hear you. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Sorry. Not that there's... I, I, we, okay, where I am, last week it was like it hit the ground running at 90. So this week it's been mm, high 50s, mid 60s. So I've just been enjoying the cool all week. That's been pretty much the largest
1: and small of it for me. Uh, Tuesday here. He indexed 103.
2: See? See, this is why I'm a winter person. Mm-mm, no.
1: Eric is the, I talk- Eric's the winter soldier of the group.
0: <laughs> Except he's got both arms. Yeah, I pay good money for them, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, before we go any further, um, I'm going to shorten up our the business. I think I figure out how to do this a little easier. Check out the website on the right hand side. You'll find a bunch of our affiliates. Check them out. Supporting them supports the show in the menu bars. Our store. Check it out. Some great designs. We got some more stuff coming. Uh, we just got to get to it. I'm in that brainstorming phase and it's like, what can I do? Um, but I have to give out the shout out, Bart Sullivan, who is a listener of the show. How you doing, Bart? Surprise. Um, he sent us this on our Facebook page. Because I had ordered this before you even talked about it on the show. Glad I did. Apparently, it is a specialty. Must be in high demand. And it's a picture of a Howard the Duck T-shirt.
0: <laughs> you this know what? I don't this
1: think- is a smart man, and he ordered it from the shop Disney site.
0: Uh, you know, I know Bart personally, and yeah, and yet Bart is a saint because he puts up with my with my craziness. And you know what, Bart. I owe you so good choice good choice I
1: if if you're gonna owe him yeah I say and, and you know him and he's local to you I say yeah. he gets the mighty Marvel Geek prize for this okay I say you find a classic or, or one or two classic Howard the Duck comics as a prize to him
0: okay you know what I can make that happen
1: because that's a <laughs> that's a smart listener right there I'm not saying our listeners aren't smart this is a man with taste.
0: He well he, he yeah and you know he and I go to the same local comic shop so I just had to make sure that he's not around when I do I will make this happen.
1: I, I say get a couple of books first. He's listening. Get a couple of books. <laughs> pay for them. Put them in his pull list with a note. Thanks from Mighty Marvel Geeks.
0: <laughs> I will do that. I will make this happen, Bart.
1: This is a, this is a good man. man. This is a man with taste. He is a man with taste. So. If you, anyone who likes Howard the Duck is a, is an awesome man in, in my eyes. I'm just now waiting. Would you say you're
2: birds of a feather? Oh, we flock together,
1: <laughs> dude. We flock together. Now
0: oh, my.
1: Now I'm just waiting for the mutiny on the show to begin. <laughs> so, um let's actually get started with the show. I mean, we hit the business, made it clean and simple. Um, Questions, comments, you can do like Bart did and hit us up on Facebook, or you can hit us up on Marvel Geeks on Twitter. Shoot us an email, mmg at MightyMarvelGeeks.net. We will get back to you, and and we will bring it up on show, just like we did with Bart. And who knows? It might constitute a prize. So...
0: I'm sure Bart didn't expect the prize to come out of this, but you know, it happens. That's <laughs> just how we roll, I guess.
1: It's a man of taste.
0: We're we're not always in the above ground underwater sort of suborbital volcano layer. Well, not always. <laughs> just ninety five percent of the time. That's all. <laughs> yeah, the
1: other the other ninety five or the other ninety five the other five percent, uh, we're visiting people at some janitor closet. <laughs> So
0: uh, yeah, that we have to get Lockjaw to take us there?
1: Yes. Since he, <laughs> just remember,
0: it's private property. Since we,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, since we know Lockjaw can go there. Oh my!
0: Oh, this so, is awesome.
1: <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and get started. I think Kylan, you got the first story of the of the night.
0: I do. So, so yeah. So, um, it looks like that. Wolf Rain, um, along with uh, coming back, along with coming back from the dead, because you know, I guess when he you're got dead, better. He, he got better. He didn't he, want to go
1: on the cart. He he wasn't <laughs> dead. He was just dead tired.
0: Is that was that what that is? Yeah, he was only <laughs> mostly dead. All dead. <laughs> well, there's only one thing you can do with all dead. Bury him. Yeah, he he was dead, but he got better. So. He is getting a new superpower. Okay, so, um...
1: Well, I guess that helps, considering he ran out of sick days and called in dead yesterday.
0: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, that, uh, apparently, you know, that healing factor of his, uh, it's, I guess it has an expiration date, or, but, or it just, uh, I don't know, it renewed itself, but, uh... So, what we ended up now with is it looks like his new ability, and I'm looking at this now. It, let me see. Uh, so, it looks like the return of Wolverine from Steve McNiven and Charles Soule promised to feature a different, changed Logan. This includes making some adjustments to his claws. And as the quote continues, uh, one of the outwardly physical manifestations of that is, of that, is that now, from t- time to time, his claws, once they're popped can heat up whole set taking about one of these talking about one of these changes they get really hot so you know for the gamers out there uh we're not just talking about uh bleeding damage we're talking about uh, cauterizing damage. the wound,
1: cauterizing the wound, so almost sort of like what was given to us with Silver Samurai in the Wolverine movie, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and basically, now what he's got is the functional equivalent of lightsabers, exactly. <laughs>
0: I mean cuz adamantium can cut through anything in the marvel universe, right? Yeah. Just about. Yes. Just about. And so he has that and then you add the heat factor to it. Uh, yeah, basically you you got lightsabers without these being completely energy uh weapon. Oh, yeah. No. And
2: and as a side benefit, if he's hungry, he can go to the fridge, get some hot dog weenies, and heat them up without having to hit a microwave.
1: I was going to say, if he has a problem with the motherboard on his computer, can he just,
2: just use? The... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not need to hear that because now that's all I can think of.
0: <laughs> what? I, I'm picturing him sitting there with one claw out with a little a with roller a, solder yeah. and
2: safety goggles.
0: Safety goggles? <laughs> oh God. Well, Bub, uh,
2: I see what your problem is here. Your USB port's not soldered in correctly. I'll take care
1: of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this was a serious story. Oh, I mean, it's a
2: serious story, of course. So, and I, I think that Char- I like Charles Soule's writing. Yes, uh, of course. So you know, I love his stuff in uh, in the Star Wars area of Marvel. But uh, so I'm sure this is going to be good.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no
2: doubt. But but we've never let the fact that it's a good story, a serious story,
0: stop us from going all comedy, ha ha, tangent. Yes. I, 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 I'm picturing him solder like, like you know what that what is that his side hustle now is like he repairs computers. I was like,
1: hey, no, I, uh, now that his claws heat up, maybe you can get him to fix the stereo on the Gila bus. I, I,
0: I really don't want to see what his no is like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. I just no. uh, I, you know. I yeah. I think maybe I'll see if I can get Bobby to. So, because isn't he like a computer guy too? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so, you
0: talking Bobby from King of
2: the Hill, Bobby? i boy ain't right. <laughs> I was talking about Bobby Drake, but
0: okay, we're going.
1: <laughs> so, so I guess my next question is: Will the new Lego figures? Well, will they be gray with like some translucent red on them to show that they're glowing, or will they be a almost a red, red transparent cl- set of claws now for his?
2: I want to see that
0: now. I really do. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine how overpowered he would be in his next appearance in a video game? Yeah. Because no, no, no. You remember the
2: old four-player X-Men video game, the big console? Yeah. One? Yes. yeah. Yes. 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 He actually had laser claws in that, oh, yeah, he did have laser claws
1: see that's ever, what
2: you're gonna see.
1: I ever win the lottery I want one I want one of the old Star Wars games or I want a couple of very different Star Wars games. I want mm-hmm. the different Marvel games like the X-Men and the Marvel vs Capcom, the Avengers, yeah. and I also want that stand up Star Trek game.
0: Okay. Oh, I, I love that one. That was good.
1: Yeah, based on the original movies, not next gen. Yes. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, so, so yeah, so,
0: there's that story. <laughs>
1: so, so what do we what do we have going? So so that's it for that story.
0: Uh, yeah. Isn't I mean, that well, enough? Well. Uh, the, well, the, the the regular Wolverine title following the return of Wolverine will come out uh, September 19th. Okay. So there you go. You got all summer. Think about what Hot Claws will be like.
1: Th- does he go with Hot Callus from Rebels? <laughs> Eric should know what I'm talking about with that one.
2: I-, I know what you're talking about, yeah.
1: Um. Well, Marvel's teasing as well. The end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, no. Um, there's some big shakeups coming up in the next mo- few months uh, or in the coming months. And the newest puts the Guardians of the Galaxy on the chopping block or trading them in for As Guardians.
2: You say that and all I can think of is the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, well, it seems to be... This is going to be the case. Marvel has released a teaser image that holds the text that the Guardians of the Galaxy are no more. Who are the As Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, and then it would suggest that at some point during or before Infinity Wars, the Guardians somehow either break up or meet their end. Paving the way for a new team full of Asgardian heroes. Um, question is, then who is making that team? Your guess is as good as ours. Uh, and of course the story is coming from uh, comicbook.com. Uh, the team could actually include a former guardian in Angela, uh, who doesn't have much to do these days. And, um, of course, Bendis had her very active during his guardian's run. Um, and of course you may not know, but Angela is actually the daughter of Odin and Freya. Mm. Oh, um, another shoe one would be Valkyrie or Lady Sif. Um, Of course, neither one of them are stranger to teams, but it doesn't seem like this would be a part of the normal Sif wheelhouse, so to speak. Um, Other easy picks could include like Loki or any or all of the Warriors Three. Uh, Hemdall could be an interesting choice, as would Enchantress. I would love to see The Warriors
2: 3. I did not mean that to rhyme, but there it is. (laughs) I, I really could happily go the rest of my life and not see Angela again. And that's it. It may not be fair. I just don't like the character. Right. And I think what ha, I think the reason why goes back to where she was originally created for because she was originally a, uh, she was originally a character from Spawn, from Image. Right. Oh, and
0: okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, she was, she was a supporting character there. And she was, uh, she got her own miniseries for a while, but, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just my distaste for most of what came out of Image mm-hmm. that's that's coloring this. But I really just, I didn't like her as kind of like, let her stay over an Image. But no, Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarland went to war over who truly owned Angela. And so Neil Gaiman won and he wound up. Selling the rights to her to Marvel, she was she was part of the uh, she was in the story Age of Ultron back in 2013,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and in 2014 during the original Sin, she was uh, she was retconned to be the lost sister of Thor. Okay. And she was part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, so she probably will be again if i were just if i were just if I were a betting man that's probably where it's going to happen Angela's coming in there'll probably be some leftover characters from the guardians mm-hmm. and probably some as guardians brought in or they're filling the role right it's kind of like it it's kind of like what happened with um the age of onslaught the onslaught storyline where everybody thought all these heroes were, were dead. Right, so, yeah. These characters come in. It's like, well, I'm pulling out names here. It's kind of like, well, the we we figured the X Men are gone, so this is the new X Men, or this is the new Fantastic Four, or whatever. Right. And so it's basically filling in while they're quote unquote dead. Right. Right. And Wolverine, of course, pretty much Uncle Ben and Warlock are the only two characters that managed to stay dead in the Marvel universe.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. As for what ha- what's going to happen to the regular Guardians team, uh, we're f- probably going to get a clue in Infinity Countdown. Um, of course, the uh, Infinity Countdown number four is being written by Jerry Duggan with art by Mike Hawthorne and Mike Diadato and Aaron Cooter. Uh, so... Um, if any countdown number four hit hit stores this week, this past Wednesday.
0: Oh. That's right. Okay, yep, yep, because I grabbed it, so <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I did grab it, so
1: cool. So uh that's it for my story for the first
0: but uh well <laughs> we go from the
2: comic version of Guardians of the Galaxy to uh to a, a more lively version, and, and by lively I mean live action, uh, because we I think we did touch on this earlier. Because uh, Disney is of course bringing Guardians of the Galaxy to the Epcot theme park, uh, taking the place of the old Universe of Energy. Well, as I don't want to call this a placeholder, but I guess kind of like a, an introduction for people who may not know who they are, yeah. and also and also just for something new. There was a live musical show that was announced that is coming to the America Gardens Theater there at Epcot. And we have more information on that. They came out with the quote-unquote backstory because if you know Disney, every attraction has to have some sort of backstory. Um, So the backstory here is, quote, after saving their world from certain destruction, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, brokered a deal with Nova Prime and the Zandarian government to bring an outreach program to his own planet. The purpose? To share Xandar's rich heritage and culture with Earth's people. As luck would have it, Peter informs Xandar's leaders that there is already a place on Earth with a similar mission, a theme park called Epcot, where all of Earth's cultures are celebrated. So, as part of their first outreach, Xandar has sent some of their most talented performers to showcase their music. OK, now this one doesn't say exactly who's there. It is. I mean, is this going to be basically them doing the uh, Peter Quill's mother's awesome mix? It's possible. Could this be like, you know, made up Zandarian music? Uh, I'm I doubt
1: scared. it. I doubt it.
2: So basically what this sounds like to me, just, you know, just completely, you know, out of character, break the fourth wall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that this is taking the place of the uh, traditional Sounds Like Summer concert series, where they had tribute bands that would come in and you know they'd be there for for a week at a time. You'd have uh, tribute bands like for Journey or U two or uh, Rush, uh, Beach Boys, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the uh, the showtimes have been announced there at 1:30 uh, 2:35 30, 30, 30, 45 and 8 p.m. daily and this is running well actually from uh, starting this coming weekend so if you're listening to us on Sorcerer Radio hey it's already started Uh, June 9th through August 19th.
1: Right. Now, I could have sworn we talked about this back in March when it was announced. It's
2: very possible.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, the story from Disney Parks blog then is Star Lord and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy will take guests on a musical journey through the cosmos. In the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live concert series.
2: Okay, so it's it's going through the Awesome Mixes.
1: Yes. Shows will feature tunes from Star-Lord's Awesome Mixtapes, the two movie soundtracks. Not the animated soundtrack, which is, but that is so the good. Cos- which is the Cosmic Mix. Yes. So the the group will take the f- stage five times daily. June 9th through August 19th. So, so yeah, it sounds like uh, it it's another performance band. Yeah.
2: But I will give them credit for I'll give them credit for tying in Guardians. Yeah. And so yeah. I wonder I wonder if they're going to throw in the little uh, rubber band man.
0: <laughs> they have to. They have to. Yes, they
2: should because uh, well, you know, James Gunn when he was uh, when the Russo brothers came to him and say, "Hey, you know, what what music would you Think be appropriate to introduce the Guardians in Infinity War, and he gave him a list of like five songs, and I would love to have known what the other four were. Yeah. Rubber Band Man was perfect, though. Rubber Band Man was awesome. Of course, if there wasn't going to be Rubber Band Man, it should have been Spirit in the Sky.
1: Tiptoe through because they never by made Tiny it Tim. into the
2: first music. Uh, no. <laughs> Black absolutely Betty, absolutely not. Oh, that could work.
1: That <laughs> could work.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I still, I still think Tom Sawyer. That could work. Or how that
2: about work. Lagrange, ZZ Top? Oh,
1: because of the awesome mixes, Juke, Jukebox Hero. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll give you a point on that one. Yes, yes. That's,
1: that's almost a theme song now. <laughs> he's a hero who has a jukebox, so to speak. Yes, he does. <laughs> or it could be but, redone as boombox hero.
0: Yeah, there's that too.
1: Wouldn't it be a Zoom Box hero? Oh, oh. Mm. Mm. well, now that he's in modern time Earth, he could get himself an iPad or iPod or some other MP3 device that actually works now.
2: Yeah. Oh snap!
1: So um, (laughs) speaking of working, let's let's go to some stuff that is working and not working.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, So I'll just uh, let's start with the bad news first or expected news first. Um, So uh, this is from the MCU exchange. Jeff Loeb says uh, there are no plans for season two of The Defenders. Um, and so this is pretty much now we're, we're finally getting a definitive answer on this. Um, so, and, you know, because Kristen Ritter uh, a couple of months ago uh, hinted, you know, that, you know, season one would be it for the Marvel Netflix show. Uh but then uh Jeff Loeb uh stated that um you know, he, he said that not in the plans right now, but you never know. Uh this came from a Reddit uh AMA that he did. Um and so people have been asking because, you know, like you no, know, all of us want to know. And so looks like we're not getting we're not gonna to get to see the band back together. At least not right now. Okay. So eh. I kind of expected it, to be honest with you. So, but then, uh, let's get some good news in the same universe. Uh, some shocking news, actually. It's been confirmed that Iron Fist Season 2 will premiere this year, which gives us four Marvel shows? Sure, we I had, think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we, we, we had... Um, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage is in a few later on this month. And then we got uh season three of Daredevil coming. And we're getting Iron Fist, season two of Iron Fist. Oh, I'm shocked. Um I was ready for us to see season two of Iron Fist maybe early next year. So what uh you know, I would ask what does that mean? you know, for what future shows are we getting, but, or is this a case that maybe production wrapped up sooner than they expected? But yeah, so that will be the far, this would be the first time that Netflix has given us four Marvel shows in one year. All right, so now there's rumors, um, uh, that, uh, The seasons may be shorter. Um, That
1: may may be good, though. You know? I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, when it, when you look at, um, like, Lost in Space, mm-hmm. 10 episodes was perfect because there was, like, two or three episodes. It was slowly starting to drag on its own at 10. Right. Uh, Stranger Things is, what, 10 episodes. So, I think— uh, cut, yeah,
0: ten, yeah, 10 episodes, yeah.
1: I think cutting it back to, to 10 would be fine. Uh, I think 13, yeah. I 13 is too much because I think that's where we started to lose it a little bit, Jessica Jones. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. But it still did well. Um, yeah, I think what happens what is what happens is that
0: you know you you end up with a couple episodes that are definitely filler. Uh, that's like one of the things that kind of bothered me with Punisher, uh, and I enjoyed Punisher. Don't get me wrong, but there were definitely a couple of episodes that are pretty much straight up filler. And, you know, if we can get 10 episodes of straight story, you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I don't mind a shorter season, quote unquote, shorter season. Mm -hmm. If it's tight, if it's a tighter story arc, if it's a tighter season.
0: Right. Right
1: i i still think okay they're doing a luke cage season two they're now doing iron fist season two Mm -hmm. i want i want both of these to be the final seasons i
0: agree i agree
1: because i want it to then come out as either power man and iron fist season one or heroes for hire season one
0: exactly I like uh, then, that. And
1: then you bring in Jessica Jones as well. Then you don't have to worry about are we, oh, we're not doing another defenders. You could still have Daredevil crossover into Heroes. Right. And you could still have them crossover into the other. Mm-hmm. And still have Punisher do their thing. Then you narrow down from 5 Netflix Marvel shows back to 3. Right. Or 6 Marvel shows down to 3. Something like that.
0: Right. And it's been you know the thing is they, they're hitting so much at uh, at uh, Heroes for Hire. They're, they're, they keep hitting at it, and it's going to get to the point where it's just ridiculous. So I feel like, I mean, because we got to see Danny and Luke you know, work together and fight together in Defenders, which, you know, I've been waiting forever to see that on the big, uh, on the not-so-big screen, but I got to see it. So, I I think that um, I agree with Mike. I agree with you. You know, let's let's wrap that up at season two, <clears throat> and then let's bring it in as heroes for hire because you know we we have uh, Misty with a ro- with a with her bionic arm. Yep. And 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 then we also have um we we pretty much have everything we need for Daughters of the Dragon because we've got Colleen Wing as well, and you have Colleen and 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 um yeah the Daughters of the Dragon you have Heroes for Hire, and then you know they they have everything they need to just kind of make this like you say we we can have a quality. Team up, have people come in and out, you could do that in ten ten episodes, and it's still a tight story, and it's not a bunch of filler yeah so yeah i'm i'm although i'm pleasantly surprised that I'm getting a see that we're getting a season two of Iron Fist this year, so I think this will be an opportunity to to improve,
2: yes. Because in a lot of cases in a lot of TV shows, the first season is all is the is the worst It really is and it's it's because you're you're just getting into you're setting everything up you're just getting to know everything Season two you get to take everything you learned in season one mm-hmm. tweak things you know, you're more comfortable with the roles right i think uh i i i think dandy's actor uh, i look to see him really kill it me too and me too. i want to see i want to see a lot of
0: just just stupid epic kung fu fighting what yeah. we were what we were expecting to see in the first season yes i mean yes. i i kind of give you, i give the
2: show a pass to some degree because You are setting everything up. You've got to establish everything. Right. But now it's established. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's established. Go hit somebody. (laughs) And let your fist glow while you're at it. Yes.
1: Just not too hard because then it becomes two minutes for fighting and (laughs) a game misconduct.
2: So you're saying uh, he should stick to icing? Maybe a little high sticking in there every once in a while. Maybe a, I'm off our
1: high sticking. Maybe some slashing because that's only two yeah, minutes. See, there you go. Boarding. That's two minutes. May, maybe that's why
2: it would be like a shortened season because of all the penalty minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One with the most penalty minutes wins the game. <laughs>
0: yeah, here you go. Uh-huh. There you go. I'm good with that. So let's, okay let's let's
2: put let's put Luke Cage and Danny Rand on ice skates, and, and oh. put all the hand ninjas on ice skates, and see Ooh. if a hockey game breaks out.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I, I, I oh, I,
1: I think in for the save, Moon Knight. Yes, I do
2: because I got, okay. Now for those of you listening. I have been accused of bringing up Moon Knight more than anybody else on the show.
1: Okay, I don't know I might have misspoke about saying bringing up, maybe you gave the most references to.
2: Okay. So, I'm just going to say, okay, whatever. I'm rolling with this.
1: I'm not, I didn't say I didn't it's mean not, that as a bad thing. It's not thing.
2: like I'm bringing up Howard the Duck every episode.
1: Howard. <gasps> hey, you know that, you know, part that's a man with taste. <laughs>
2: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moon Knight doesn't get as much play on this show, kind of like the you know the uh, the the duckbill private eye, and I am not talking about Perry the freaking platypus.
1: <laughs> okay, but but um, Catch me Stephen the I, I have a I have a Perry sound effect.
2: <laughs> I knew I could stump you eventually. Oh.
1: But uh, Stephen,
2: tonight the uh, the showrunner for Daredevil season season one, he uh, most recently was working as the director on Pacific Rim Uprising. So uh, he he had an exclusive interview with ComicBook.com, and he uh, he was asked about uh, Moon Knight in a Twitter conversation. He says. Quote, that's, that's a weird story, actually. I never considered including Moon Knight in Daredevil. Uh, somebody asked me on Twitter a while back if I would do Moon Knight, and I've always been a huge Moon Knight fan. And yeah, if I had the time in my schedule and the stars aligned, I'd love to do Moon Knight. I mean, I love the whole multiple. It took you a while. You got there. <laughs> He says, I mean, I love the whole multiple personality thing. Is he crazy? Is he not crazy? Has he really got these mystical powers? Is he supernatural or is it (laughs) does he have a beaver tail? Does he do much? Are they supernatural or is it all in his head or under the fedora? He said, I think it would make for a very, very interesting Marvel Universe kind of Netflix show. I also hope they'll expand and give him a shot sometime. Now, uh, we are getting a third season of Daredevil, along with the second seasons for Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. Um, At a press event for Avengers Infinity War, Kevin Feige promised that there are plans for Moon Knight. He did not give a timetable. He said, you know, they may not be immediate. Uh, he said, does that mean five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now? Oh. I I love what he says here, though. He says there are stacks of character cards that we have in our development offices, which we look at, which we pull for them, which we discussed.
1: Would that be the same set of cards that you have that you were doing Throwback Thursdays with?
2: I hope so, because those were pretty good so- cards, I especially the so. 91 series. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, mean, I, I do wanna see this. I wonder if it's not like those those old Marvel trading cards where you got like you got all these guys here. It's has got like all right, Kevin, deal me out a poker hand. Okay, we got Darkhawk, Moon Knight. Cable, mm-hmm. Howard the Duck.
0: <laughs>
2: it, it's like, all right, let's do a, a series with all these guys. Oh, it's like, oh, little Dylan Squirrel Girl, make it trendy.
0: <laughs> that's nuts. Exactly, <laughs> that's nuts. I see what you did there.
2: But it, yeah. and, and if you remember back in uh, the Winter Soldier, Moon Knight is referenced. Yep. I mean, when uh, when Sitwell is rattling off, you know, potential enemies that that's on Hydra's watch list. Uh they do mention they Stephen Strange and Tony Stark and and they say you know there's this reporter in Cairo that we're having trouble with. So there it is. I mean, he is referenced. So he does yeah. exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: I I think he's actually uh I think Stephen Grant is not Stephen Grant because Stephen Grant is the millionaire isn't it um oh gosh. what's uh his name as the mercenary Mark uh Mark Spector Mark Spector I believe is specifically mentioned in
1: Punisher yeah, I believe he is. I think well, so. There you go. I think so.
0: So he
2: there are obviously plans. I mean, Feige said as much and you think that some of these are throwaway lines, but it's funny how the throwaway lines come back. I mean, mm-hmm. how many of us expected to see the Red Skull in Infinity War? That's Raise true. Raise your hands. And I don't see a freaking hand among us.
1: No. Mm-hmm. No. But when he but when he did make that appearance, he did it with soul. Mm-mm-mm.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> you have bested me on this one.
1: Hey, it, this is a show of taste. That's all I got to say.
2: Since when?
1: <laughs> since, since tonight.
2: <laughs> oh
1: when when I gave Bart that shout out about the shirt. Oh
2: my yeah. gosh. Okay. Okay. So, so I I'm just I would love to see. I agree with with The Night. Uh, I really do because I think it's it, it's kind of going into similar territory where Legion was where basically all the all the crap was going on in his head.
0: Mhm. I, I, and I, and I think I and I agree with you and I think that that's exactly what I I know for the longest time people were like, well, you can't really do Moon Knight because it's just a Batman knockoff. And no, Moon Knight is so not. I I mean,
2: you see a guy with a cowl and a cape, you know, fighting crime at night. Yeah, but that's really about where the similarities end. Exactly. I mean, you might as well just say, you know, Batman and Darkwing Duck are clones of each other.
0: Well, you know, I can see. That. I don't know how far wrong you would be, but still, yeah. or you know,
1: what? And,
0: and that's true. It's just
1: actually there's oh, one pro- there's one problem with that. One's a bat, what? one's a quack. Oh my gosh <laughs> did you
0: did you have caffeine before you came on?
1: No, okay.
0: and if not, should you have?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I know. I'm in rare form tonight. Yeah, I think you need
2: to read a story or something.
1: Well, I'm going to pause real quick and say, hey, check out studio.com. They're makers of some great Bluetooth headphones and earbuds. Uh, A couple Bluetooth they got a Bluetooth speaker as well. Uh, You can find them at studio.com. S U D I O dot com uh, use promo code Mighty Marvel for fifteen percent off your entire purchase again at studio.com promo code mighty marvel on Twitter. Uh, so use promo code Mighty Marvel again Mighty Marvel uh, all one word for fifteen percent off your entire purchase. Uh, order yours today. <laughs> Did y'all see the trailer for Spider Man into the Spider Verse?
0: I have I, I haven't seen the most recent one. I did see <sighs> they've been running in, in the like they've been running in the theater, so I've seen that one. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that one too.
1: This one dropped uh the day before we recorded on on Wednesday. Okay. Um I believe in the story if you guys wanted to watch the trailer as I'm talking about this, this thing is pretty awesome. Um, I, the story's going to revolve around Miles Morales for the most part. And it's an older Peter mm-hmm. training him. So we I like this. So we see him a little bit in a regular, like off the shelf Spider-Man costume. Cause he finds out that uh, when he meets Spider-Man, they find out they got that same spider sense. And he goes, I can help you with this. And so on. <laughs> so as they're training, one of the sequences takes them into the woods and out of nowhere you hear that you see this figure in white with a little black and a little fuchsia little teal and she goes hi i'm gwen stacy <laughs> when i showed the trailer to my daughter she was spider gwen now in the movie they're calling her spider woman okay okay But the reaction I got from my daughter, who Eric's met and knows she's very well versed on on her geekdom and still very much a girl at heart. So I must be doing something right. Um, Her reaction is the same reaction that I think broke the Internet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't involve a Kardashian butt.
1: no. Um, So after confirming Spider-Gwen in the film, and I hope they fix it before Christmas, of just going ahead and calling her Spider-Gwen instead of Spider-Woman. Because I'm sorry, Spider-Woman wears a red outfit with yellow and black accent Mm -hmm. and just recently was seen on the cover of one of her books pregnant right before she gave birth. If you remember us talking about that way back when um, I'd rather I'm much rather see them just rename her Spider-Gwen and do and do read do some ADR set sessions. Uh, that's um, dialogue replacement mm-hmm. um, in which they change Spider-Woman to Spider-Gwen and just go ahead and go that way. Um, according to comic fans around the world were stunned to see Spider-Gwen appear at the trailer's end and her debut went toe to toe with Miles Morales and Peter Parker. So it's it's an understatement that the fans are happy about the scene. Now, yeah. We also learned too that Spider-Gwen is being voiced by Haley Steinfeld, who was in Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. or as part of the Pitch Perfect franchise. Um, she will be Gwen Stacy. Uh, it was also you know, previously to this trailer. It was reported she was attached to the film. But her role was kept on the down low until today, or until the day of the release, uh, according to ComicBook.com. So what else is potentially going to come from this movie? I know there was talk of um, Tokyo Tokyo Spider-Man. Noir Spider-Man. Because we, we see some reference to to the to the Tokyo Spider-Man in this. Um, she, I mean, going back to, to Spider-Gwen, you know, she was created by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez, who are, again, they're Marvel creators. We would love to have them on the show. Uh, she debuted in the Edge of Spider-Verse, uh, and you know, she comes to the 616 from Earth-65, where...
2: And for those who don't know...
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, in that universe, Gwen's the one that's bitten by the spider uh rather than peter and If I remember right, Peter something else happens to Peter and he becomes the lizard and and then dies oh. So, um, yeah, I mean, because of Zoe's, my daughter Zoe's interest in Spider-Gwen, uh, we've been, I've been trying to pick up some of the books digitally, uh, cause it's just easier for us to catch up on. Uh, but I have one of the trade paperbacks and Zoe loves reading it and I've been reading it so I could keep up, um, this is part of the reason why I picked the character whenever possible for Picks of the Week. It, it's a great story. I mean, it's just like I you heard us say with with Heather Antos, I absolutely love Gwynpole too. It was unique. Um so I'm excited to see her come into West Coast Avengers. Uh and after listening to Heather, I'm I am more excited about that story. But seeing how Zoe reacts with um, Spider Gwen. I mean, to say marketing-wise, me as a dad, I'm. Mm-hmm. She's got the two different Spider Gwen pops. Um, she's got masked and unmasked. The only one she doesn't have, yes, is Gwenum. Mm-hmm. which is Gwen which is Spider Gwen it, um, with a symbiote, and it's quite an interesting pop. Um, I would love to eventually get her from, like, uh, Kotobukiya, who is one of my favorite of the three major um, figurine statuette companies. Uh, Of course, the other two being Sideshow and General Giant. And they've got a couple great Gwen Stacy pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a Scotty Young piece that I think General Giant has. It's either General Giant or Sideshow has. And it's her sitting on, like, a, a chimney with a yo-yo that I want to get for Zoe. But mm-hmm. Bayuka has an awesome Spider-Gwen. And I love their pieces. I, I introduced Eric to them at, at Celebration. And I think, I think you were blown away with their stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we looked at Gentle Giant. We looked at Sideshow. But for me, the I mean, biggest problem I have with Sideshow is I can't afford it. Mm, yeah,
2: that's it. <laughs> and yeah.
1: Gentle Giant is coming down in price, but they still got some pieces that I, I wish. But Kotobuyuka, some gorgeous pieces that are reasonably priced. They don't they don't go breaking the bank for the collector. Um, so I, I am a huge fan of Kotobuyuka. So... Um now the question's gonna be, you no, know, who else is coming to this um, to this, uh, to the film. Now, we're going to have to wait till December to check it out um, and see Spider Gwen's debut. Um, hopefully, with another trailer, we might see a little bit more of her involvement and maybe see some more characters coming. Um, but it seems like the heroine is in good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, those names should sound familiar. They directed the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also tied to the Han Solo to Solo a Star Wars story. Um, okay. uh, they are producing the film with Lord also providing the screenplay. Bob Pers- Perchetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman are also co-directing. So,
2: mm-hmm. I tell you... Just looking over the characters that are in the Mm Spider-Verse, I hope I see some of these. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the Miguel O'Hara from Spider-Man 2099, uh, Spider-Girl, May Parker. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good character. Uh, Superior Spider-Man, you're probably not going to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. Silk, uh, Ultimate Black Widow, which is Jessica Drew, the original Spider-Woman. Um, Spider Man Noir would love to see that.
1: Yeah. Oh yes. I would love to see Black Knight Spider Man.
2: Uh, I would also love
1: to see uh, who
2: was it? Um the uh, the Spider UK. Yeah. The Billy Braddock, uh, who was uh, it, recruited into the Captain Britain Corps. hmm Yeah. So, yeah, would love to see that. That and also, I'm just going to call it Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham. Yes. yes. <laughs> we probably will never see that, not anything in a serious light anyway. Right. But I'd love to see it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it is that time. It is our picks of the week. Uh, I've also got the MU pick for this week, and I got to figure out why my first pick is not popping up the way it should. Uh, There we go. Uh, So I'm going to lead us off. First pick of the week, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 33. From Ryan North and Erica Henderson, trapped in a deadly room from which the only escape is death. Squirrel girl and Craven must try and figure out a way to survive. But who is pulling the strings? Why does someone want them dead? And if they can escape, what guarantee do they have that their troubles aren't just beginning? None. There are no guarantees, which is hard, which is too bad for them, but great for you, the reader. And it's especially great for you, the reader who is presumably interested in the stories of superhero conflict and superpowered fights. All that plus Brain Drain, coy Boy, Chipmunk Hunk, and more await you in an issue so astounding, so filled with adventure that we can only call it the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, issue 33. So, uh, Kylan, why don't you give us your first pick?
0: Uh, my first pick is Domino, number three, uh, by Gil Simone, David uh, Baldian, and Greg Land. Girls, girls, girls domino's luck is running out and not just figuratively her powers are fading away what good is our favorite soldier of fortune without the good fortune she's got her back against the wall but that doesn't mean nobody's got her that doesn't mean nobody's got her back outlaw diamondback and a very special very secret guest are in Dom's corner. Plus, Domino's mysterious arch-nemesis strikes.
1: Okay. Eric, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week
2: is a number one. It is Thor number one, (laughs) written by Jason Aaron, art by Michael Del Mundo. Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo take the Prince of Asgard in a whole new direction. Thor Odinson has regained his mantle, and with it, a wild new world of trouble on his mighty hands. The artifacts of Asgard have been scattered across the Earth, and to reclaim them, Thor will have to face some ugly truths, like the production costs of hundreds of new hammers. And the Thunder God is going to need every last one of them if he's going to stop the unstoppable Juggernaut. Jason Aaron takes the Prince of Asgard in a whole new direction with young gun artist Mike Del Mundo joining him at the helm. And don't miss the latest chapter of the King Thor saga with acclaimed Black Bolt artist Christian Ward as the Thor of the far future encounters an old friend who's undergone some startling changes. Interesting.
1: Well, my second pick of the week is Thrawn. Star Wars Thrawn, number five. It's uh, number five of six. Uh, Jody Houser, Luke Ross, and Paul Renaud. Uh, the rise of the Grand Admiral continues Thrawn's obsession and pursuit of the mysterious crime lord Night Swan has led him to Baton but what will his aide Eli Vanto uh, but what his aide Eli Vanto hopes will be the final stand between the Empire and its enemies soon turns out to be nothing more than a a trap and Ensign Vanto is the bait so again we say it's a trap So, Kylan, your second pick of the week.
0: (laughs) Uh, My second pick of the week, second pick, wow of the week, is Punisher number two twenty six by Matthew Rosenberg. uh, Joey. And Clayton Crane. I keep, um, I'm getting that name right. Frank Castle versus Hydra Nation. After being used by evil Steve Rogers during Secret Empire, Frank Castle is out for revenge. First on Frank's big targets list, Baron Zemo. But Frank's not the only one who hasn't shaken off the specter of Hydra Nation. And Zemo may have a few surprises of his own.
1: Okay. Eric, your uh, second pick of the week.
2: My second pick of the week is Infinity Countdown Dark Hawk Number Two of Four by Chris Sims and Gang Hyuk Lim. Dark Hawk takes to the Spaceways, determined to take down the fraternity of Raptors and save the brother of his good friend Nova, aka Richard Ryder. But the Raptors have a few new tricks up their sleeves that he might not be ready for. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Well, final picks of the week. Uh, I'll start us off with Star Wars Darth Vader, number 17. It's Charles Soule and Giuseppe Camancholi. Uh As the remnants of Mon Cala resistance crumble into the seas, Vader and his Inquisitors finally confront the Jedi survivor at its core. The Seas Will Weep. And this is great because in the regular Star Wars series, uh, which is being held now by Karen Gillian, um, they just wrapped up or he's in the process of wrapping up a Mon Cala storyline of his own. So, of course, you know, with Vader, we're still in that year one, year two phase where he's still hunting the Jedi. And then in Star Wars, they're going back and, and kind of seeing what had happened to the various sites during this time. So thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So, Kylan, your final pick of the week.
0: My final pick of the week is S.H.I.E.L.D. by Hickman and Weaver, number six of six. Um, Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver's unfinished epic gets its conclusion. Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver's Unfinished. Well, why do that? Uh, I'll just skip that part. Uh, The Brotherhood of the Shield is made of the likes of Da Vinci, Stark, Tesla, and Richards, but they're in trouble. Sir Isaac Newton stands with his foot on the world's throat, and no one can stop him. The battle that decides our present is waged
1: in, in the future. Awesome. And Eric, your final pick of the week.
2: My final pick of the week is Spider-Man Deadpool number 34 by Robbie Thompson and Chris Bacallo. It is the planet of the pools. What dark technology from the secret recesses of S.H.I.E.L.D. history powers these LMD deadpools. To defeat the faux pool who took his ability to walk, Old Man Parker will have to make a decision that alters his future and our present.
1: hmm Okay. Well, like I said at the start of Picks of the Week... I've got the MU pick for this week and I, I went with this choice because at time of recording was the premiere of Cloak and Dagger on Freeform mm-hmm. and Kylan gave us a brief rundown saying I, I, I want to say I'm paraphrase dude you got to check it out it's awesome yep that worked. that that works good way of paraphrasing what he said Eric pretty much yeah so I went with um, not where they originally originally appeared first but i went with their very first book under cloak and dagger uh and i remember this series because uh, this was a, a part i want to say this was a six-part series to beginning now four-part series um and then it turned into a series but this is where it started for them it's cloak and dagger number one Uh, It's one of four from 1983. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, who wield powers of darkness and light, set out to fight crime in New York City. But when a stray bullet from a street battle gone wrong harms a civilian, the superhero duo may be forced to question their vigilante methodology. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's even cool about this, um, you know, it's you know they go through the whole thing where you know know, we we see other characters involved in this um bridget o'reilly who's a nypd officer francis delgado um you know they're they're tied in and of course locations is manhattan hell's kitchen the holy ghost church so for even though the show's on free form i would love to see references to the netflix shows in this eventually Mm -hmm. um And the most recent appearance of Cloak and Dagger prior to this issue was Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 96. And I'm trying to double check. I don't know if this was the first appearance of Cloak and Dagger. Mm. I don't think so. Um, try to remember what the first appearance is, but this is this is the first book right that that eventually leads to the series. Uh first appearance was for Cloak was Peter Parker's particular Spider-Man number 64. Mm-hmm. And then for Dagger her first appearance is the same issue. So, yeah, but I wanted to do the first book from the miniseries which really changed the game. And of course it was announced this week too: cloak and dagger coming back with their own title, uh, in the next few months. So there you have it. Um, I guess before we go, any final thoughts? Mm, Nope. No, no, no. I think I'm good. Well, I'm going to say, uh, it's not Marvel related, but at time of recording, uh, I want to say a big congratulations to the Washington Capitals for winning the Stanley Cup.
0: Hey!
1: Five games, so still a good series. Um, but congrats congrats to the Capitals and to all all you Mighty Marvel Geek fans who are Capital fans. Uh, congrats to you guys for your team hoisting the cup. Um, mm-hmm. If there's nothing else... All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. Yeah, but you know, I'm just gonna say, I I know Moon Knight gets has gotten referenced quite a bit, mm-hmm. and Howard the Duck just barely touched on, maybe. <laughs> but hey, hey, Howard has
2: gotten more screen time in the MCU than Moon Knight. Sure. Is, True. Rest on that. Rest on that.
1: Sure. But I, but I think the I think the person who's gotten the most reference on this show is Kylan's favorite, Channing Tatum. Oh. <laughs> Which I hear they're still. And that
2: reaction is why.
1: <laughs> and they're still pursuing, doing a Gambit movie.
0: Oh, won't they just quit? <laughs>